this evening I'm going to kind of share a personal testimony in a way. I decided to do that last summer out in our hometown where our Sunshine Ministry funds go to. And so I thought, well, what am I going to share here tonight? And it was like the Lord just laid on my heart to share this. So if you want to take your Bibles, you can turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to start by reading verses 12 through verse 14 of Philippians chapter 2. Paul writes here to the Philippian church and says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in, in, as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. The key verse is verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. This evening we all have a calling. We haven't all been called to be pastors, missionaries, myself as a pastor or a chaplain, but we all have been called, and God wants us to fulfill that calling. And God has a plan, and God has a purpose for everybody. And we need to know God's will for our life, and to do it because it's God's good pleasure, and not to do it with grumbling and complaining. And... I share with you this evening because I was born into the family of God at the age of 12 years old. I will never forget it to the long as I live. I was in a evangelistic service. Evangelistic services have kind of gone to the, to the past. But back, back in, the, in the early 70s, back then, there was a lot of evangelistic services going on all over, and it happened to be at my home church out in Stockton Community Church. We were having evangelistic nightly services, Sunday through the following Friday. And I was just a young fellow at that time, but I remember that guy preaching so strong. And I went forward that night, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. By the time I was 14 years old, I knew down deep in my heart that God was calling me into the ministry. I had no idea what, except for I had a heart's desire to do it. And why I'm sharing it with you, because there's a lot of people in this world today who know, or know that they're a Christian, and if they are a Christian, we all have been called by God to do something. Because one of my very favorite, I'm going to be reading a lot from the Bible this evening. 
But one of my favorite Bible verses is Jeremiah chapter 29. The book of Jeremiah chapter 29. This is a verse that I come across probably around 13, 14 years old. Because even though I had a desire to preach the word and go into the ministry, I was not sure what I was, how I was going to do it because those of you who have known me for a long time, I have juvenile diabetes. And one of the problems with juvenile diabetes is your, back then your sugars went up and down constantly. And there was no such thing as a thing to prick your finger and check your blood sugar like there is now. And I thank the good Lord that I have that. But see, back then I didn't when I went to school. I struggled in school. I had a hard time. And so I thought, God, how are you going to use me? Well, this is where God led me to. And you may be sitting there tonight, and you may say, how can God use me? Okay? God can use us all. Because Jeremiah 29, God says to Jeremiah, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, right there. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you what? A future and a hope. Call on me, and ye shall call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I thought, hmm, okay, God, you're telling me you have plans for me, you have plans not to give me peace, not of evil, to give me a future and a hope. I'm to call upon you, go and pray, and seek you, and you will give me an answer. Well, okay, then I continue to go on. But still, I, and here, here's where I really want to come to tonight, and here's where I disobey God. Because between the time I was 12 years old up until I was 16, I went to a Christian school in Mayville, no longer in existence. It was held in the old Baptist church in Mayville, where First Baptist is now. Okay? And there was a Maranatha Christian Academy there. Pastor Nickenbacher was the... Uh, president and the leader of the school. And I went there. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the Bible. But to make my story short here is I stayed there, but then I, and my parents will, willingly, and, and because I had the desire to grow in the Lord, and they knew I was called to the ministry because kind of told them that, they drove me to that school from Stockton all the way to Mayville. And I think it was like the last year or so, then the Castanega Valley school system then started transporting 
me and a couple other kids from the Castaga area to the Maranatha Christian Academy. But my point this evening is what I'm trying to get to is I was disobedient to God. And I was like Jonah. I'm not going to take a lot of time to go into the book of Jonah tonight, but I was like Jonah because here I was learning the Bible. I was teaching biblical things. I was getting my mathematics and all my schooling that I needed. But I disobeyed God, and I left the school, went back to Castadega Valley, because in the back of my mind, I thought, well, if I go to back to Castadega Valley, then I can um, go to BOCES, and I can take up a, a food service schooling, take up the two-year of the school of the BOCES uh, food service and get a food service diploma, and then I can go out and I can start a restaurant and I can make big money, and I, 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 guess what? I was like Jonah. I ran away from God. I disobeyed God. And all the time I was at back at Castadega Valley, all the time I was at Bosey's, I was an unhappy camper. Why? Because I had walked out of the will of God and into my worldly decision of thinking I was going to make big money if I started some food service. See, my point was, folks, is I thought I was going to start a, uh, a big restaurant where uh, all you can eat restaurant. And I was going to make big money selling food. Well, in the meantime, God is making it miserable for me. And God was teaching me a lesson. Bella, you're running away from me. And I'm going to make it miserable for you until you listen. See, God has a plan. From the day we we're born until the day we leave this world, our God is a God of variety. There are no two flowers. I'm not a flower person. My wife is. Our backyard and front yard are full of flowers all summer. Even now, they're popping up. But there's no two kinds of flower the same. There are no two snowflakes the same. And why I say that is we as Christians are all different. And God cares about you. And there are no two persons alike. I can remember, yes, in my younger days of going to school with a couple of twins. And those two twins were nothing alike. And I think of that so many times because God creates every human being different. And God has a plan and God has a purpose for everybody. 
And this evening, God is more interested in the workman than he in, is in the work. If the workman is what he or she ought to be, the work will be what it ought to be. Often it is doing God's will. Often it is in doing God's will, folks, that we gain the desire to do it. And yes, I started out preaching at Stockton Community Church at a young age. And I had that desire. But as I already explained, that I was like Jonah. See, Jonah was commissioned to do what? To go to the city of Nineveh. But see, Jonah did not want to go. So Jonah flees from God because Jonah does not want to preach to the Ninevites. So what did Jonah do? He runs away to Tarshish, a city in the opposite direction. And that's exactly what I did. I went in the opposite direction than what God wanted me. See, God wanted me in Mayville. He wanted me in that Christian school. And folks, also, I share with you that to this day, I think about this dear lady, and I know she's in heaven now. But to this day, I think of this dear lady that was at the Mayville First Baptist Church involved in the school. And she spent so much personal time just with me, helping me to understand the Bible and to read the Bible. And to this day, I always say, thank you, God, because she's the one who helped me to be able to read. Because again, because of the juvenile diabetes, I had, I had a hard time learning how to read in school. But this lady spent two or three summers one-on-one -on -one with me. And God sent me there. God sent me there for a reason. But, and that was to learn. But I fled from God, just like Jonah. See, Jonah didn't want to preach. Well, my side of the story is, I thought I could make money. But see, God didn't want me to make big money. He wanted me to do something else. See, God, serving God is not an earned position. No one necessarily is qualified for God. But, uh, but God still asks us to carry out his work. Everybody, every child of God is asked by God to serve him in whatever area it may be. See, to Jonah, this was the most, this was an inconvenient task God was asking him to do. He didn't want to go and preach to that, those people. They didn't deserve to be preached to. They deserved judgment. And to Jonah, the will of God was medicine that actually choked him. 
Jonah's wrong attitude towards God's will was a feeling that the Lord was asking him to do an impossible task. But I share with you this evening that when God gives you and I an assignment that we are asked to do, he will provide what we want, need. And that's exactly what God did for me. Even though I had a hard time learning, even though I had a hard time understanding the Bible at first, God sent me to that school where I learned. And in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, it says, Now the Lord of peace brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. At verse 21 of Hebrews 13, again, I'm going to repeat it. It says, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. You know what I put there in preference? I put, he equips you to do his will. You don't have to worry. God will equip you to do what he wants you to do. And he'll give you the ability and the gift to do it. Also, Jeremiah 32, 17 and 27. O Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth, and by thy great power and stretched out arm, there is nothing too hard for thee. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there isn't. And here I've been preaching for 33 years now. Because in, instead of being like Jonah, who ran away from God, finally I realized God was telling me, Fella, I have a ministry in, char in store for you. Not to take up a lot more time on this subject this evening, except for that, I'm not going to go into great detail, except for I met Sharon. And Sharon had the same desire that I had. She actually had gone to the county home and volunteered there before she met me. And her desire and my desire were the same. And so to this day, we have been working in the nursing home ministry together. It's a, into a full-time job because finally, instead of running away from God, I chose to listen to God. And I'll tell you, folks, if you're out of the will of God, I'll tell you from a personal experience, if you're standing and you're out of the will of God, you're going to be miserable until you get back into the will of God. As I was. All the time I went back to Castanaga Valley and I took up the, the food service uh, class, I got my certificate, I even got a job working in the kitchen at the county home before I became the chaplain there. I worked there in the kitchen. All the time I worked there, I wasn't happy. I was an unhappy camper. 
because I was out of the will of God. Until I finally realized, God, you're trying to tell me you have something different for me to do. You know, in the back of your mind, in my mind, on the flesh side, on the natural side, we think lots of things are impossible. But nothing is too hard for who? For God. Yes. Nothing's too hard for God as long as you're in the will of God. God will equip you to do his will. I have one more passage of scripture. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With man, yes, this seems impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And also, when you're out of the will of God, it's not just going to hurt you, but it's also going to hurt those who are you are around. Because as Jonah was down, down deep in the, in the boat, sound asleep, what happened? A storm. And did that storm just affect Jonah? No, it did not. It affected everybody that was on that boat. And what I'm trying to say to you this evening, if you or I are out of the will of God, it's not going to just affect you. It's going to affect everybody around you until you're willing to realize, whoops, I'm out of the will of God. And listen to what God wants in store for you. Listen to God as he speaks to you through the Holy Spirit, and he will. And so for the remainder of my time this evening, I'm going to share with you now this. Because again, I felt like sharing with you a personal testimony of where I was, very young age, but walked out of the will of God. And to this day, I'm happy that I listened to God. And I didn't go off and do my own thing. That finally I listened to God and walked into the will of God and... Again, Jerry and I have been ministering to many folks through these years. And this evening I'm going to share with you that if I had gone out, now again, I'm not saying, I'm not taking the credit, okay? I give God all the credit. But what I want to explain now is if I would have been out of the will of God still today, I would have been a very miserable, very unhappy man. But also I would have missed all the opportunities that I've had that God has given to me to minister to all these people throughout the years. Once in a while, my wife and I will go back and ponder over all the people that God has took home to heaven. And we have had an opportunity to minister to those people one way or another. I could never stop and number all the people. Most of you have heard me say this before, but through the three nursing homes and the WCA home we have at this at the present time, we have over 400 
people. Plus now, Sharon even has took on an extra ministry besides the WCA home she does on Sunday. She also now ministers to a senior citizen building in Brockton, Star Apartments. She has a Bible study there every Monday. And then she has a Bible study with the ladies at the WCA home every Sunday. Plus she has her all her other ministries she does as well with the cards and the holiday gifts and all that and her sewing and her other things she does for the residents. I think probably one of the biggest things that the ladies enjoy is her little uh, artificial flower arrangement she does. All the time have comments on that. And she takes uh, uh, covers from, uh, help me, Sharon, laundry soap covers and puts a piece of, uh, uh, what is it called now? Uh, flowers in, right. And, and anyways, it makes her, it makes her flowers. And the ladies just love them. Just love them and really cherishes them a lot. And I give them out for birthdays or other holidays, Mother's Day. Um, and so Sharon, yes, keeps busy in the ministry. And, and that, again, folks, doing what you're doing out there, hey, is a great blessing. Because you know what I say about that type of ministry? That's why... I, Jerry and I started that long time ago. Back years ago, we went to Ohio and spent a few days there in Ohio, and we went to a chaplain schooling there and was trained on how to be a nursing home chaplain. And, uh, and one of the things they recommended was ministering to people is one of the ways you get Get them to come to your Bible studies. One of the ways you get them to minister to is to hand them a gift. And so we, that's why we've been doing it all these years. Handing them a little gift. And just handing them a little gift will make a big difference. So, so again, thank you for the supply out there on the table. Um, just recently... About three weeks ago now, I had a fellow at Absolute, and kind of got close to him. He was a corker, but I also knew he knew the Lord. He loved people. But anyways... What I'm aiming at is I really enjoyed ministering to him, and I saw a real growth in that fellow. And to me, no, he was not that old of a fellow. He passed away and ended up in the in absolute. I did his funeral. But as I said to the family, I'm glad I had an opportunity to minister to him, and I saw a growth in him. And I knew 
And I said to the family, I say, I know where he is. He's in a better place called heaven. Also, I share with you that the WCA home in Fredonia, yes, Sharon goes there on Sunday, but I work there uh, usually five to six hours on Saturday, plus I work two and a half hours uh, Saturday mornings at the county home, and then I go to the WCA home. And one of the things I'm doing more and more there, because that's all ladies, women's assisted living, I'm doing a lot of counseling. I want, to, I want to share this with you this evening. That's why I wrote it down. And that is what I mean by counseling is I have to do a lot of uh, counseling on depression, discouragement, wanting to give up in life, wanting to quit. This individual lady was entered into that uh, assisted living and she felt like giving up and quitting. But I counseled her, I talked to her, I ministered to her, and to make the story short is that she um, listened to what I have to share with her, and because of that, to this day, she's more happier there, she's more at peace there, she's uh, decided that that's going to be her home from now on. She really got discouraged and wanted to just give up and quit. Um, also, and then there's uh, another fellow at Absolute, because a, a lot of you folks are uh, know about Absolute the most. Another fellow at Absolute that I've been counseling, <coughs> counseling on, sorry about that, and that is that he, he come back from he comes back from a, a bringing up of Catholic. So he asks a lot, a lot of questions about going to heaven, about being forgiven, uh, what the Bible meant by forgiveness, and he would ask me all these questions, and I would counsel him and mentor him, and. Because of that, yes, he started coming to the Sunday morning church service. And as I have counseled him, mentored him, and helped him to grow, I see a big difference in that black fellow now. And just a couple of weeks ago, he said to me, he says, I feel like a whole big burden has been lifted right off of me. What do you mean? Matt, yes. Now I understand. Now I understand what it means to be forgiven. Because at first he did not understand what forgiveness meant. He did not understand about that you could go to Jesus and ask him for forgiveness, and he would. Because he was brought up a whole different way. So before I'm finished with you for this evening, I share with you that I'm glad that God's called me into the ministry. I'm glad that I can minister to these folks and Sharon as well, in whatever it may be. And I'm glad I listened to God. 
and didn't walk away from God or stay away from God like I did for a bit. Because besides, for this I have been able, we have been able to minister to many people and have seen many lives change because of that. People need Jesus, and even people in nursing homes need Jesus, right? Amen. So, I asked you a question before I asked the pastor to come back up. Are you like Jonah tonight or not? You know, you don't have to be at any certain age to serve the Lord. You can be at any age, and God can use you. And I'm not saying leave your job or you leave your occupation, but I am saying, are you in the will of God tonight? I know I'm better at the camper because I am. I mean, days are not always easy. Struggles come along, like the diabetes, other problems. But I thank the Lord that he gives me the grace and the strength to keep on going. Ask for your prayers on that. Ask for prayers for Sharon. Sharon's been having a struggle with, she's got diabetes too. She's been having troubles with uh, double vision because her sugar went too high. But sugar went too high. And then the, the doctor says it was the double vision was from the sugar. And so we need prayer, a lot of prayer in that area. And you know, also I want to add tonight quickly is that we need prayer because, as we all know, we're living in the last days. And what does the Bible say in the last days? The enemy, the enemy is going to be like a rolling lion, ready to devour, ready to destroy. But thank God that we have the power to keep on going, even though we have, we're in a battle. And what I mean by that is I'm seeing that more and more. I'm not going to say where or what specific, but... In some of the facilities that I work in, I see more and more of the enemy attacking. And chaplains all over the world, even the army chaplains, if you listen to the news, are, get, are being attacked. So we need, to, we, need, we need to lift each other up in prayer because we're living in a day of battle. And I see that now more than ever in the nursing facilities. So thank you for having us this evening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Please keep on praying because, again, as I just said, we both need it badly. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do pretty good with my sugar most of the time, but once in a while I have a where it goes up and then down. I need prayer for that. But thank you again for your support and the stuff out on the table. Thank you.